I was like, so why are you afraid? Just, just step. It doesn't matter if we're here or we're 50 more feet up in the sky. You're still the like more most secure you could be. You're not going anywhere. You can just let go. Do you ever feel like like we could be living differently? Sometimes that's what it looks like. Like you know you get me. Welcome to the Any Last Words Pod. My name is Keon, aka Almighty the DJ. And I am Earl Lonnie Hooks. A special thanks to everybody joining us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, as well as YouTube. The God in me honors the God in each and every one of you. What's going on? Where, where should we what should we start? Should we start uh where we ought to start? <laughs> where is that? Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting fresh off the, off the tarmac. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I want to hear about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay, because I, because we, we haven't really got to talk about this at all. Uh, un, un, unlike Mikey, I just decided I'd send you guys. <laughs> I would just send you guys some photos <laughs> and, and tell you, tell you a couple of things, that, and then get, and then just get back to what I was doing. That nigga Mike wanted us there with. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, first and foremost, for those that do not know, which is everyone listening, I went to see Mammoth Cave. That was the attraction, and that's Mammoth Cave. Mammoth Cave. This is the largest cave system known to mankind. Wow! But just in Kentucky. Okay. Specifically, why don't? Like I just, it's crazy. I just feel like you would know. Yeah, like why didn't I know that? Because is because who the f- you want to know why? Because why do you? Why would you care? <laughs> why would you care about a, about the largest the cave cave system? Like I guess I just I'm just be like what like what do you know about US. caves? You know, like what cave have you ever heard of? I I mean I don't know the names of caves. I, I watch a lot of cave movies in which people don't make it back but that's about it <laughs> right I know Lorraine Caverns yeah that's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying like, people don't really know about caves so stalactites stalagmites which one is which I don't know <laughs> uh, I think the way they, they taught us is uh, holding on tight to the ceiling holding on tight stalactite okay okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay okay anywho so so that was the attraction, and this is this is important as to why I'm I'm framing it this way. To be specific, it was well mostly in Bowling Green, Kentucky. I've heard of that. You have heard yes, of that. Why? Do you do you know why? I no, I just it it rings a bell. It okay. sounds it sounds like a place that I've heard of. That's interesting because I wouldn't know why you would hear it's the, like there's nothing I mean, it's a, just one a, of those random things. outside yeah. of Mammoth Cave. There's no big tourist attraction really to it. Now, I fell in love with it for reasons that we'll get into, mm-hmm. but I don't know why you would have ever heard anything about Bowling Green if it was outside of Mammoth Cave. Yeah, that's weird. Anywho, largest cave system in the world, roughly 53,000 acres, 400 miles worth of cave. Mm-hmm. You can drive in all different sorts of directions in five five different caves. They have boat tours that take you through certain caves where there's just water underneath there. Are there a there. lot? Okay, okay. I was going to say, mm-hmm. is there a lot of water? Like, Because I know that's kind of like Around. towards the Midwest. I know they don't have a lot of... Well, well, that's, well that's, that's how it goes because... <clears throat> 
they're they're this is sort of created by sinkholes. Mm. So rain comes down, and if you were to look overhead and from a, like an aerial view of just the ground for miles and miles, mm -hmm. it looks like the dimples on a golf ball. Mm -hmm. It's just like a bunch okay. of those in the ground, and those are sinkholes where just water seeps through and then slowly corrodes, and that's how erosion works, gotcha. and then creates these these caves. So it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome, breathtaking. Breathtaking I've wonder, never, wonder I've of the world. I've never been in a cave before. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have to imagine that it's pretty dope. I feel like back in the day, the Luray Caverns wasn't a field trip. Why wasn't that a field I've trip? I've never, yeah. Because I, I guess we were closer to D.C. There's too much to do there. Mm, oh, uh, yeah. So we just wanted to go see all the monuments right. and stuff. That's another thing that's interesting is going out to this place and doing so much. Then you talk to locals because I did a shit ton of that. A mm -hmm. bunch of mad stuff they hadn't done. It's really, it's really weird. It's sort of like when people fly from all around the world and they're like, yo, you been to the Cherry Blossom Festival? No. They're like, what are you talking about? I just flew from Japan. <laughs> what are you talking about? You didn't, you haven't seen it. You've lived here your whole life. You haven't, like, you been to, you been to this, the Smithsonian? Uh -huh. You've been to this monument? Nah, I've never been. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, well, you've been living here your whole life. I, I just flew from Australia to yeah. come see the Lincoln Memorial. What do you yeah. mean you've never seen it? You live down the yeah, street. Yeah. So, so it was, it was weird. Uh, <laughs> a lot of that happened. Well, I was like, oh, you did you do this? Talking to a server at a restaurant. They're like, no, never, never heard of it. Dang. I was like, I'm like, okay, very interesting. Anyway, but Mammoth Cave was not one of those things. Everybody had been there. Okay. Huge tourist attraction. Coming up to the mouth of a cave, it was super humid outside this day, but coming to the mouth of the cave, you just walk through like this vortex of cold air. As soon as you just get to it, it just, it just dropped like, mm. it felt like it dropped like 20 degrees. Yeah, that makes sense. Just walking up to the, the mouth of it. Completely different environment in there. Completely different, just everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're just enclosed in earth. Right. It's just, it's it's crazy. It's just crazy to think of. And there's, and they try to have people stay on the beaten path because outside of it, they preserve. And there are a bunch of small relics that were used hundreds of years ago from people just living down there, mm -hmm. whether they were some of the slaves, you know, mining and digging and things like that, because that was a lot of the history down there. Okay. Or some old Native American artifacts and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But there's like mad stuff on the sides as you're walking through. Do you know if they're still continuing to like find other places within it or dig or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, no, they're, they're still they're still going through it. There's wow. yeah, it's just what is under earth right now, but there's still so much crazy going on. And as time continues and erosion continues, it'll just get deeper and wider right, and right. more expansive. It, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty crazy. So that was the main reason why I decided to go. I just saw it, it came up on my newsfeed on my iPad one day, read about it, came to my friend, yo, this seems really cool. It's something I would like to do. They're like, we should do it. Mm. They set the trip up. We went out there. So that was the attraction, mm -hmm. which I'm glad it was. This was easily one of the best times of my life. Okay. Easily. I, I figured it would be. Because, because who goes to Kentucky? You. <laughs> I knew that you would have a great time there. I knew it. And I, I talked about this too with my friend I went with. I, I just thought this, th this, we made the right decision for us right. to go to this thing <laughs> because this, this wasn't about the turn up at all. 
you could have made it about that, right? But it but it it, ju- it just wasn't it wasn't about the beachfront clearly right. being in southwest Kentucky. Right. It wasn't about gambling. Mm-hmm. It just all these main tropes that you would like from a a beautiful vacation. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't that. But this vacation spoke to us. Right. So Mammoth Cave was awesome. Next thing that was awesome, Mammoth Cave Adventures. That is, and I think, I, yeah, I sent you guys a picture of this too. That was the three-tier aerial challenge sort of thing. Have you ever done one of those? They're usually no, at zip lining I, I've places. I've seen them around. Like, I've, I've seen them in, like, Myrtle Beach. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah. But I've never done one before. Yeah, you should definitely. I have zip lined. Right. But I've never done, like, the, the canopy obstacle horse type of thing. A lot of those are pretty whack. And really? it's just walk across some little like shaky bridge. Like you didn't like you thought it was like No, eh? this was dope. Oh, okay. <laughs> but a lot of those, because we have one at the resort, like a lot of those you go up in the canopy. Oh, y'all have one of those? Yeah, but it it's mostly meant for the zip lining. Oh. The and in between they're like these you walking in on these little oh. shaky bridges to the next canopy so that you can zip line. Okay. But this aerial challenge was dope. And I should put a picture of it on Instagram. Three tiers. It probably gets to about 65 or so feet in the air. I should have let you borrow the GoPro. Ah, uh, that would have been very cool. Damn. Thinking about what I was looking at yeah. when I was going across these obstacles. And the cave. And the cave. Damn. Yeah. Next time. So what's interesting to me about that is fear. Mm-hmm. It's the friend I was with. <laughs> we got through the whole first, the whole first obstacle, uh-huh. right? Like the first tier. But getting on the second one, it, it just it was a little probably fifteen yeah. to twenty feet so higher just in the got air, higher and higher as you went. Yeah. Okay. And the stuff in the obstacles there just got a little bit more strenuous, a little bit more. Uh, I, get, I, I don't know, meticulous about where you were going to be able to place your feet in the air. Mm-hmm. You Now, you were, and this is very important, you were strapped to, as you would be, yes, right? I so. <laughs> to, to like a steel cord above you, yeah. which you could also use. You could put your hand on that. You could use you could use any of the ropes or any things that were around you to help you. Right. Sometimes you were sort of tight roping on a thin wire. Mm-hmm. You were putting your hands on little logs. Uh, just you were putting your feet on ropes. Right. There was all different sorts of stuff you had to do. Right. But this person got terrified. Dang. On the first obstacle of the second tier. Okay. And was just like, I, I just can't do it. I just can't move oh, past. I can't. I don't know where to put my legs. Like I can't move the next foot forward. Like I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I just can't. I can't do this anymore. Like I can't go any further. And by this point in time, I had. Cleared like eight of the obstacles and came, and was back around that way, uh-huh. and so I'm talking to this person. I'm talking to her from across the sky, right? But just on like the last obstacle coming back. You can do it. And I'm just like, yeah. I'm just like, you can just play, just just try it, right? And they're just like, no, no. Like I, I like I'm gonna slip. I'm just gonna. But what's interesting to me, and I had to explain to them later on, and kind of at that point in time too. I'm like, there's no difference between you putting your foot. If we were just on flat ground Mm -hmm. and I told you, put your foot in front of you like two or three feet, but do it in a weird way. Like you're playing Twister. Like you got to put you, you got to twist your contort your body in a weird way to do it. 
She's like, well, that's not the same because there are no holes around it. Like, there's nowhere for me to slip and fall on earth, on the ground. And I said, and I'm glad you brought that up because this is where I, I can't wrap my mind around why people are fearful of doing this. Because there was another person that was work, working there that did it along with us. Mm -hmm. By the way, shout out to Mike. Shout out to Ella. Shout out to Mason. These are all <laughs> people that work there. <laughs> y'all y'all did a great job. I loved all y'all. So I said, well, I'm glad you said that because do you think that that Superman is ever afraid of losing his footing in the air when he's flying? No, right? Like yeah, if yeah. he probably feels just as comfortable in the air as you do walking on the ground. Mm -hmm. But for all intents and purposes right now, you can fly. Mm. You are strapped to a steel cord above you. And the, the cord that is, that is strapped to it mm. is so tight and so short that if you were to slip, you don't actually fall. You yeah, okay. you're, you're just suspended right. in the air. Right, right, right. I was like, so why are you afraid? Just... Just step. It doesn't matter if we're here or we're 50 more feet up in the sky. Uh -huh. You're still the like more most secure you could be. Mm -hmm. You're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. You can just let go. You know, it's one of those, it's just one of those, it's one of those mind over matter it, it is. situations. It's like when people People that can't swim, you know, it's just psychologically they don't like the feeling of nothing being under them. You know right. What I'm well, well, there's still some sort of technique that goes into that. Uh -huh. Right. So if you don't have technique, and and you know, because it wasn't that one, but it was something else that she she came she came at me with, but that had a real risk. Mm -hmm. If you can't swim, you will die. Right. <laughs> right? So there, there are other points in times where, like, if you're right, there, psychologically, if you had a bit more fortitude, it would help you in this situation. Uh -huh. But you also need a little bit of skill. You also need some technique. Right. Here, yeah, you need you, you need to be planning out where your feet are going to go and which ropes you're going to grab and how you're going to maybe maybe you don't have the length that I do or the upper body strength I do. So you can't just kind of swing around like a monkey. I know I look like that out there because I was <laughs> going. But maybe now you start thinking strategically about momentum that you need to swing to the next one or whatever it is you need to do. Because people of all sizes do this. Right. Now, what he did say, Mason, he said that only... Like five percent of people finished it. Five. That's not encouraging. <laughs> well, well, no, no, it it well, not necessarily, but it made her feel better. She was like, "Well, I got across a whole tier." She said, 5 percent of people finished this entire thing." Yeah, that's not a lot of people. No, it's not. He's like, so just the fact that he was like, and most people stop either on the first obstacle of the first tier. Mm -hmm. Or before they even start, they get up there, they look, they're like, "Oh, I want to go back." Was down. this was this an expensive thing to do? This it was forty five a person. Mm -hmm. That is important. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is. is very important. Yeah, yeah, I know. The people walking up there, looking out in the sky, and, and, and seeing this and seeing this little zip line that they have to walk across, or some some boards that they have to put their feet on that are swinging some little logs or whatever the case. And they're like, no, no, I'm going I back. I have to believe that. No, no refund. 45. Oh, nah, nigga, you got to finish. That's 45. You got to finish. So he said, <laughs> he said 5% of people finish this. I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm part of the 5%. Right. <laughs> I'm doing that. 
So I went through the whole thing. I zoomed through that. I can't believe only 5%? 5%. He was like roughly 5% of people actually go through this entire That's thing. That's really A lot of it has to do with, again, the fear. Like people just not, they're just locking up and not wanting to continue because you're just looking down 45, 65 feet. That's really surprising. Down, down to the ground. Only it is. 5%. And and some people just get lowered down. Like, they just get stuck somewhere in the middle of the obstacle. They're like, I can't go any further. And they just get lowered down or something. It's, it, it, yeah, it's very interesting. This dude said he was like, I've very rarely, only, only I've never seen anybody do this as, as quickly as you did. That's what he told my friend. Like, I've never seen, like, the way he's, the way your friend is doing this right now, speaking about me. Right. He was like, I've never, like, I, like, this doesn't happen. That's crazy. Like, I would expect a higher percentage. Five. Yeah. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. So that was, that was a ton of fun. Again, Ella, Mason, Mike, shout out to y'all. That was awesome. Mammoth Cave Adventures. So we went out there for the cave. That was a part of it, like, somewhere off site. So that was awesome, too. Last thing that well, that was a, like a real activity that was very cool was Conundrum Workshop. Shout out to Joey. Shout out to Ken, uh, husband and wife that run this place. Mm-hmm. Yo, this dude, Ken, I, we didn't get to meet him, but she spoke to us about him. He built this escape room because mm-hmm. I love escape room. Do you have you done escape I've rooms? I've never before? done an escape room. Mm, Got to do an escape room. I know. This, I, I think this was like my seventh. I, I would l- like. Damn. Yeah, I love escape. I would rooms. love to do one one day, but I've never done one. This was Alice in Wonderland themed. I bet that was. Cool. But a lot of them that you go to, you can tell there's a lot of money backing them. This was just too. What do you mean by that? A lot of money backing, like loans. Like what are you saying? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe loans. Maybe people that. That people that like own to it, ah, possibly maybe people that just own much larger businesses, and this is just something you side. Which a lot of invest, in people which, investing in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, this guy, he's coming up with all the ideas in his mind. Oh, that's cool. And the way she, I was like, how do you get into this? How do you get into making escape rooms? It is one of those things. It's like, how do you know you're good at this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, well, yeah, what about you even wants to do this? She right. said that he's been playing Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> since he was a child. <laughs> and that his little nerd mind, or I should say big nerd mind. A lot of imagination. A lot of imagination. And he he's the type that can just make up a board game. Okay. In all of thirty minutes. Okay. And he's done it before at family events, getting little bottle caps and, and coloring them so that you have your different playing pieces, drawing up a little board, drawing little rooms, rules real quick, and explaining them to everybody. Like he can just come up with these things off the rip. Yeah, he's probably played enough games before he can just take things. Yeah, from, from everywhere. Exactly. Just, yeah. So. So they found this little spot because I think they went to an escape room. And he was like, "I want to, I want to do this. I want to open up an escape room." And she was like, "Okay, that's fine." Ha! Huh? And a week later, the, she's like driving. They're driving around, and he's looking at little leasing mm-hmm. like places he can lease. And she's like, "What are you doing? Like looking at?" He's like, "I'm opening up an escape room." And she was like, "Oh, like you really? Like, you want to do this now? Like right. you really want to do this?" And this guy's an accountant, but he just has this extremely creative mind and this crazy. Mind for engineering too, because he's 
not only is he coming up with all these, but he's building the rooms himself. Mm-hmm. And if you saw these, like, they're just so... You can't take no pictures in there? Nah. Nah, they, yeah, they don't want that. They're trying to keep them secret as, as, as long as possible. Because people do go on and try to ruin it for everybody else and put yeah, answers out online yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. That makes sense. But, yeah, Alice in Wonderland theme, they were just, just... It was just amazing. All the different locks and you figure you press a button over here and figure something out and something pops out over here. <laughs> it, it was just, it was amazing what, what he was able to do. The, the electronics of it all were crazy. Like having to put your hand on the wall somewhere, hold hands with someone else, put the other person, put their other oh, wow. hand on the wall and then another door open up. This is well thought it out. Was, it was very, very intricate. It was wow. very well thought out. Okay. But very, very nice people. That was a great time. And just to kind of wrap all this up, to tell you what it is that we fell in love with about this place. And I thought it was funny, too, because RJ kind of tried to play me in the chat when he said, Earl, where are you eating at? Don't be eating nowhere like basic that you could just eat over here. Y'all have me entirely fucked up. No, RJ, I didn't (laughs) think you was going to go down there and eat Chick-fil-A. I, However, I just wanted to make sure you weren't about to go down there and have salmon again. No, 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 no I didn't. Eat, she didn't get a salmon dish, although the salmon dish was a different sort of salmon dish. Yeah, Shout guess- out to Saucer Mandrapa, <laughs> owner and chef of a few different restaurants down there. Shout out to the Bistro. Shannon, we see you. Thank you for your service. Shout out to Burger Bowl. Shout out to... Shout out to, what was the other one? Oh, Nova Dolce. That was the one that I sent you guys where you said, tell me how the rabbit is. Yeah, you don't see rabbit so. on the menu. Oh, no, that was actually the bistro. But yeah, uh, Nova Dolce. Shout out to Anna. Thank you for your service. She was awesome. I, we talked to so many people down there. Mm-hmm. And we went to nothing but local places. That's how you got to do it. Nothing but local places. Little menus. Just some, sometime we went to a place this morning, and what was it? it was called the Bike Rack Bistro. Mm-hmm. Small place. It looked like it was like a house before, you know. Yeah. And they probably live. Some people live upstairs or yeah. something like that. And just the menu was like the size of this iPad. Just, just real, real small menu. Real quaint place. Loved it. Mom and shop, or mom and pop shop. Niece working there. Mm. When I tell you that I have come into the one of the nicest places on earth, like people watch Bowling Green, Kentucky. I we we knew we were gonna have a good time based on the activities we had set up. Mm-hmm. We did not know that this was just. A very polite, loving, communal town. Okay. Where you walk places, people look up, they look you in the eye. Hey, how you doing today? What's going on? You think they knew you weren't from around there? Nah, nah, they didn't because people had to, sometimes they, like, we would have to tell them. They're like, oh my God, like, you're in town. Oh, thanks. But you saw everyone interacting like this. Uh Everyone was just so happy, so polite. It just seemed like they were living a bit slower. Okay. And 
they just took their time out to treat you like you were your own person. Okay. They were having their own genuine engagement with you. Uh-huh. It was it was awesome. Everybody exchanging names, everybody waving, having a good time. People at their job seemed like they didn't hate themselves. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't hate the job. They were walking around with smiles on. They seemed like they were happy to be there, talking to their coworkers, like they were happy to be there. It was just, it was just a completely different environment. Did you, did you run into anybody that, like, did you tell anybody like where you were from and ask them if they'd been there before or anything like that? Uh, Shannon. So shout out to Shannon, real like, real, real polite dude that helped us at the at the bistro. Also, shout out to Brenda Brown. She is an artist that was putting up all of her. She has all of her artwork out there. I believe she was an art teacher from what Shannon told us. And then she was able, her art's so good. And I guess it's so prominent in the town that she was able to retire from teaching. And now she just sells her art full time. So she has them up in all these, all these restaurants out there. But he said that he had went out to D.C. He was like, yeah, I haven't been back in 20 years. He was like, but yeah, you definitely don't get this out there yeah it's it's just it's just not quite the same out there it's it's very different there were a lot of very interesting observations we made out there one being you didn't see banners and flags in sides taken if that makes sense that's interesting yeah like we didn't see a we didn't see any Trump, Biden, Obama, just like we didn't see any flags or mm-hmm. banners or this is what I stand for. Believe it. <laughs> like we didn't see any or of else. that. Yeah, it just seemed like, you know, clearly everybody's got their beliefs in their sides, but we didn't see any of that out. We didn't see any of that reported on people's lawns or on people's cars or anything like that. You know what? That's It's funny that you say that because now that I'm thinking about it, we live in the fucking epicenter of politics. Yeah, it's a so lot. It's like, yeah, it's a lot. Like it's it's really it, it's such a thing here. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm I can I can imagine that maybe in a small place like that mm-hmm. that's just kind of out there that that's not really a focus because like we live right next to DC, so it's it's really a big thing here. Yeah, I guess that. Yeah, I guess that that does speak to it a bit. I didn't really think about that part, but yeah, that that wasn't there. And and the only there was one there was one license plate, or I guess a little bumper sticker on the on the back of this guy's moped, mm-hmm. and it was a bit nuanced. And this is why I say that it was a Confederate flag, mm-hmm. but on it it said "Heritage, not hate." Mm-hmm. Now we see a lot we see a lot of Confederate flags, mm-hmm. but it's just a Confederate flag. This is to take it as you want to, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much what I'm reading off it. Take take it from it, whatever you want to. But the fact that this one was heritage, not hate. Now, a lot of people would question, well, what heritage exactly are you talking about? Mm. Like, what exactly, like, what is it about? Right. You know, we we can have apple pie, warm apple pie without the Confederacy. Like, what, like <laughs> what, what heritage exactly are you talking about? Yeah. But just the fact that there's still some nuance to it. It's like, listen, this is it's something about how I feel with where I grew up and my family, whatever, but it, it has nothing to do with me wanting to necessarily win the war and keep right. slavery or anything right. like that. Like that's not what it is. Yeah. So even that small bit of nuance to that flag mm-hmm. was was interesting to see. Was it diverse? There were there were Hispanics out there, there were some Asians out okay. there. I didn't see 
a ton of blacks, mm-hmm. but but they were they were out there. Okay, they were out there, and and again, and even that sense that you get sometimes being a black person walking around that people are looking at you, or maybe you're. It didn't it, like I said, everyone was just super nice mm-hmm. and very polite, and just and just spoke to everyone. I just want to make sure I got all the shout outs. Corner Bakery, awesome. Awesome breakfast and lunch spot that we went to a couple of times. Montana Grill. Very cool. Shout out to Riley. Thank you for that cowboy cut sirloin. Yes, sir. Medium rare. Okay. Yes, don't. (laughs) Okay. Yes, uh, medium rare. Okay. Yo, my friend hates A1 sauce. Says it's the nastiest shit ever tasted in the whole wide world. How do you feel about A1 sauce? I don't put it on my steak. Okay. Do you put it on anything? Not really. It's steak sauce, but... I feel that if the steak is cooked the way it is. Then, then it doesn't need anything. Nope. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm with that. I'm with that. It's good, though. I don't. I like the Okay, way it, you do like I the, like way, the it way it tastes. I like the way it tastes. Okay, okay. But I haven't put it on a steak in like 10 years. This, this person said that it tasted like, they were like, this is the nasty. She was like, I've tasted this before. I don't know why you put that on anything. It's the worst thing in the world. It tastes like spicy licorice. And I thought, Wow. It, okay. it tastes good, but I don't put it on steak. Okay, I like that. That was that was back when you when you first started cooking your steak the way you wanted it, it to. Then it, then you're like, oh, well, you don't need it. Yeah, if you look on my Instagram and you see some of the steaks I used to cook a long time ago, those needed a one because they're dry as hell. Because they were trash. Yes. Because <laughs> we well little, done thin ass steaks. Yeah, they weren't worth a damn. Oh. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. Um, pretty much, I, I think I, I think that I, I got everything out the way that I really wanted to. Not it, it was uh, it was perfect. B and B, Airbnb was dope. Little uh, apartment unit, everything that I needed. As you saw, that little Ameristar cooling heating system mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with a little fan, so we had just the right perfect uh, between wind and heat right. coming through. You know, yeah, I, I, you know, we don't really need much. Two people going out, Did you didn't guys spend. Make anything on your own at the at the spot, or uh, just like some sandwiches and stuff like okay. that, just to take out for some hikes Nothing that we for took. The stove. Yeah, no, nah, okay, no, nah, we, okay. we did. We wanted to go out and eat out a lot. Okay, okay. yeah, so we just hit mad local places, gotcha. and that's and that's what we did. Gotcha. But yeah, sh- yeah, shout out this again, Sasha Mandrapa. Okay. That's that's the chef and owner of, of many many beautiful restaurants out there. I will be all these people I've shouted out and all these different uh, places, the establishments. I will be going on and putting out the best reviews any of these places have gotten tomorrow. I will be doing that because we got to start doing that. People go out and throw way too many. They're driven by it's, negative emotion it's way so too much, much. Easier to talk shit than it is to give flowers. Yeah, so we're gonna so we're gonna go in and do all of those tomorrow. I'm, I got a list of like ten places I'm cool. gonna do. Cool. So so yeah, had a great time. You know the the flight out there, the flight back was easy. Cool. The, the everywhere from driving, like where our Airbnb was, it was like thirty minutes was the top. Okay. Driving, everything was really like 10, 15 minutes was in place. Bowling Green close to the airport. Bowling Green, nah, that was in Louisville. So we flew into Louisville. So it was like an hour and a half, hour forty. Well, you rented a car, so yeah, yeah, yeah. But all in all, great trip. Loved it. I'm so glad that I went there. It was exactly what I needed. Love the people out there. Shout out to Bowling Green. If you want to go to a place that's got some stuff, it's it's developed enough. They got a little downtown area. Is you that, know, you okay. yeah, they got downtown area. It's yeah, not just you know, all 
country. It reminds me of um I went to Greenville, South Carolina. Yeah. Um maybe this is my two, three years ago. And um, you know, small place, a uh, little downtown area, mm-hmm. a lot of little mom and pop type of spots. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot, it's some commercial shit down there. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. But um, that that's what it sounds like. It reminds me of Greenville. Yeah. You um, wanna go to a place? I, I'm gonna put this on the list. I might just I thought about it after going here. I was like, well, maybe I just need to look up top 20 happiest places in the u.s because this what this what this made me feel like maybe i'm not necessarily meant to just go to all the regular tourist attractions all the big hot spots like i, I should probably hit those at some point in time I, yeah i was gonna but, say it, don't <laughs> but but i i really enjoyed just going to a place where people were really really happy that oh, i was about to not talk about this the conundrum workshop mm-hmm. That guy Ken, I was talking to you about with the amazing mind that makes these these escape rooms. He was putting together a you do you know Jesse James, the cowboy, wild wild yeah, west yeah, old yeah, yeah that guy. What, what would you call him? A um, I mean, he was a ruffian, a scoundrel, yeah, a, wasn't, like, he a wasn't, bank robber. Was yeah, he? I think he, I was, think he was like a bank robber, a bad guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He was putting together a Chase Jesse James escape room-esque scavenger hunt citywide. Oh. Now, the escape rooms I've been to, because there's been plenty of them, stay within the building that they're in when you drive up. And they're great. They're great for what they are. Mm -hmm. This is the first time I ever heard someone putting together an escape room for the city. Mm. That pops off, I think it's June 6th. I, sw- I was so oh, this upset. This is already ready to go. Yeah, I'm so upset that we did, like, it didn't happen a week from that because we could have, <laughs> like, been there for it. Right. And just gone around town. And what he, so he's talking to a bunch of local businesses, getting them in yeah. tune with it so that you have yeah. to, like, start at the conundrum workshop, uh-huh. go to different places with clues, go to different businesses and figure out some little lock or some little riddle there. And then, you know, it's bringing in business to a place that they wouldn't normally go to. That's cool. Or wouldn't known about. Exactly. And and it's that sort of camaraderie, that sort of communal basic foundation that I just love. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, I got a a book here. Fun favorite of the family by local Bowling Green. Okay. This thing right here is all of the local businesses of Bowling Green. And at the very beginning... Is something called Jada Pay. No risk, no catch, an absolutely free online ordering system. Let me read this to you. With the current situation in the United States and the way the world is being affected by the novel coronavirus, businesses need to get creative to keep their operations going and their customers satisfied. Mm-hmm. During these trying times, our company is prepared to quickly deploy a free online ordering system to our existing merchants as well as new merchants. This online ordering system allows you to place either pickup or delivery orders for your business. Pretty much, this is a hub for all the local businesses in the Bowling Green area. Okay. So that you can go on there like, and you can do just food places or anything. Uh, I mean, it's probably just mostly food. I mean, you okay. have, oh, you know, you got pharmacies on here, pipe and cigar. Yeah, it's just all just yeah. Yeah, That's it's cool. everything. And it's free. So instead of using some other service 
mm-hmm. where you'd have to pay some fees right. that you don't know nothing about, Squarespace, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. It's free. And someone made that for all the local businesses in Bowling Green. Nope. That's what I'm talking about is just all these people just seem like they give a shit about the next person. Right, right. And that w- and it just you could just feel it being out there. Right. Our last server, Anna from what I said, Nova Dolce, where I got a very cool, a very cool pizza with some gabagool on it. <laughs> it's a cold cut. Okay. Uh is the pizza cold? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> She came and sat down next to us after we just like chatted up a little bit. And she just came and sat down next to us because she thought we were just very cool and just had a nice little conversation. And she was like, I, lo- I love this place. You know, it's just I, lo- I love the town. You know, I-, I was born in, o- in Ohio, but I came out here. So this is really all I know. But I love you know, to me, I think it's getting a little too big. I think, you know, it's getting a little too developed, too many people. But I just love to, you know, you see your neighbors and you wave. And I was like, man, yeah, like I just I, I love that. So nice. you're right. Hot spots for sure, but I really do love, I I do love the novelty that these small places have because they have so many hidden gems no one would ever know about. Right? Like who knows about Bowling Green, Kentucky? At least no one from over here. Uh, I don't know anything about it. But that's but that's all I got. I just wanted I just wanted to wrap oh. that up. I, I'm I'm very I'm very happy. I'm back. I am ready. Even though everything in the Airbnb was great, I am ready to. To sleep in my own bed. There's nothing like There's it. Nothing like There's it. nothing like nothing it. Nothing like being on your own toilet, on your <laughs> own bed. It's just it's just a little different. So. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm happy for you, man, because you you don't travel enough. Um, and I'm I'm happy to see you out here. One thing I will say with that, because I thought that this might happen, <laughs> is I think that when, a lot of the times when people travel, it's not this though. I think that I hear a lot of. Oh, went out. It was cool. You know, went to this club, went to that club, had some drinks. It was fun, you know, danced around or whatever, came back. But, and that's cool. But I don't think, and this is why I'm saying like the hot spots for me, I don't, like, that's not what I would want to be in it for. I don't care where you go, nigga. I just, I just want to see you out here. But, but where, world. but where, but what's the, you, but what's like, where is the, the fine grains and like, what does that mean? You well, know, like going somewhere that, and that's the point I'm trying to say, like, like going somewhere doesn't necessarily do the trick. It doesn't do what you think it's supposed to do. Well, okay. Just going somewhere. Well, cause you can have a very superficial experience just going somewhere. Wherever it is that you find your happiness, if it's a place like this, if you go to 25 more places like this, mm-hmm. you still went somewhere. Yes. And wherever you go, if it makes you happy, I'm happy to see you going to those places. Because what I'm saying is getting the hell out of Manassas and Mm -hmm. seeing something outside of Manassas, outside of um, Middleburg. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't Mm -hmm. care where it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You went to Charlotte a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. Like, you did that. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Even though Charlotte's a big city. Shout Mm -hmm. out to the Queen City. Yes. Um. I just, you know, you don't, I, I don't see you planning things, going places. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I don't care where it is. It can be a small, quaint town mm. in the middle of Idaho. You just, you just me. want me to see things just for the sake of seeing things is what you're saying. I, I guess that mm-hmm. I'm kind of saying that, but mm-hmm. you did your research on this place. Mm-hmm. And I'm certain there are a hundred more places as cool as this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. you could see. Yes. That you would find interesting. Yes. So I implore you to go see those places. Okay. And the hotspots. 
Okay. All right. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that's 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 fine. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to say go somewhere because you don't go places enough. I like. I'm glad that you went to this place because mm-hmm. this is this is your type of vacation. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I, all right. So I think I think what it is and what I'm trying to get over the airwaves is people always think. Well, I need to be somewhere else. Mm. Like I need to go somewhere else. And a lot of times people go somewhere and it didn't do them the no good. Mm. It didn't do them like I, you know, I need a new star. I need, I need to go move somewhere, but you're taking yourself along with you. So you're going to end up seeing a lot of the same shit that you were seeing here. Drake had line about that too. Something about, you know, getting caught up in what other people's cities look like mm. because they make it look good. You're too, you can't see what you have around you. Mm. And that goes for everything there are people that are that are in relationships and you could say man glad that you know you're you're doing what it is that you're doing in this relationship Mm -hmm. but i wouldn't call that just doing what just like having a relationship it's something very specific Mm -hmm. that has to be done in order to be fulfilled in a relationship Mm -hmm. and so you can just take a flight somewhere you can just go somewhere and it'd be superficial. You not really touch the city or get too involved with the people, whatever the fuck they have going on. And you took a trip and nothing came from it mm-hmm. because maybe you weren't really there. Mm-hmm. You could be having a conversation with someone. And what I get from that conversation, because I was there too, is very different from when you got from it because I was listening to the person and you weren't really there. You were thinking about some whole other shit. So what I'm saying is you're right. Traveling can be cool. Mm-hmm. It can also be a waste of time and money if you're not doing it correctly. Okay. So like the just going out and just seeing the world, like there has to just be a little bit more thought and intent with doing that as well. Okay. Which is why I was able to go to a place like Bowling Green and make it what I made it. Because a lot of people would be like, and have turned up their noses. Well, what the fuck are you doing going out to Bowling Green, Kentucky? You take your ass to Vegas. Go to Miami. Go to New York. Go to Jamaica. Go to what are you doing going to Bowling Green, Kentucky? It, it all depends on what it is you're doing. So, so what I will say from what you said, knowing who I am, yeah, I could go out and travel because I'm going to be there and I'm going to really touch the city and talk to the people. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Me getting out would that would serve me. That would serve me a whole lot more. But it's not simply based on the grounds of traveling, because when you travel and you see other things, good things happen Mm -hmm. or you're just more fulfilled. That doesn't just come from that. Just like nothing just comes from anything if you're not giving it the true care that it ought to have. Does this experience make you want to? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's that's what I'm trying. Like I that's that's kind of where I'm headed. It's okay. just like, you know, he's done cuz you don't do things like this very often. Yes, yes, yes. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm happy to see you stepping out there doing something. Yeah. Like yeah, 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 yeah. I you know, I thought that I there are a lot of things I have to sort of rethink because of how I've changed recently in life. Mm. I used to think that I hated the airport experience. I love the airport. So you <laughs> love it. I like I like the airport. Okay. What do and, you what is it that you like about the airport? And, like, and I could be biased because I worked at the airport for a while and I just I kind of just know the real ins and outs of it. I was thinking that too. And I was and I was watching all those people working there and I was like, is this any fucking fun for them? Because it doesn't oh, seem I, like it. It's one of the best jobs I've ever had. 
Okay. I loved working at the airport. They just didn't pay shit. <laughs> but working at the airport was great. In your specific job there, though, because that does matter, because there are tons I mean, of jobs. I mean, I was a ramp agent. I was one of the niggas out there with the cones. Oh, okay, you know yeah, yeah. The I was one of them okay, niggas. Okay, you know what I'm okay. But it was, you were directing traffic. Yeah, I was directing traffic. Yeah. I, the planes was coming in. I had a big-ass Boeing 747 10 feet away from my face. Yeah. I was one of those guys. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was out there, like... Driving the tugs around, yeah. just bullshitting. You know, what bro. I'm these like, <laughs> don't don't say bullshit. No, I was bullshit. These, <laughs> I was bullshit. These are all. I was just looking at the airport both times it's, on the way a, out and the way, and I'm like, this. Everyone's job is very important. There's a lot of functioning parts. There, there's, there's no room for people to be bullshitting. Like everyone's I, job uh, is well, so important, bro. Uh, well, you will be so you'll be very surprised because <laughs> it's a lot of bullshitting. Bro, everyone's job is so important. I'm just looking at all the moving components. I'm like, I hope everyone's focused right now. Because this is very important. Like, just just getting people through. Come on, bro. It's a lot of bullshit. Man. Well, look. Well, Pete, this. Because there's also a lot of downtime. My shift at the airport was like, when I was working there, it was like 2.30 to 11. Yeah. I was only working like half that time. A lot, but the planes they come in like in uh, God, what's the word I'm looking for? Mm. They come, in, they come, they come every so often. Right, okay. You get a big group of planes. Right, they come right, in, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to put them out. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Then there's like a three hour break. Mm. Then another set of planes come mm. in. You got to get the passengers off, get the bags off, yeah. get the new passengers on, get the new bags on, get the plane out. Then it's another break for like three hours. Why did you like because of the breaks? Is that why you like? Well, it? yeah, of course the breaks were great because you just what do you like, what do I do during the breaks? Get on your phone. No, I was bullshitting. I was driving the tugs around, <laughs> wasting the comp, wasting United Airlines gas. I was, you know, what I'm saying, you you go into the airport, you you know, you you you're, you're talking to girls that are that are working at the at the oh at the yeah for the, sure at the, the Starbucks or the, yeah wherever just, at, yeah. yeah you chilling you know. Like you, you, you go into the break room. Everybody's cool in the break room. Niggas playing video games in the break room. Okay, like, it yeah, was just, it was, yeah, it was a cool job. Okay, you know okay, what I'm saying. Yeah. And then on top of that, the flight benefits. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> like for get sure. out of here. Yeah, for sure. And I, you and you were taking some flights. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, me, shout out to Sheena. Me and my homegirl Sheena, like yeah. we was went up to New York for the day, spent the entire day in New York for free. Flew back for free. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you could just go anywhere you wanted to <laughs> in the US shit. This nigga about to go free. get a job there again. <laughs> if I could get a desk job working at the airport, I would do it. Yeah. Right now. Right now. <clears throat> well, anyway, I, it turns out I don't I don't dislike them as much as I thought I did. It's really, it's really not that bad. It's just, I'm just always next to a screaming baby. Uh, <laughs> just... <laughs> I, I've never had that experience. Just the whole fucking time. And what, and what time? I hate about, yes, and on the way back wow. too, I just, I just got off the plane next to uh, What I hate, yo, babies, I just don't like the fact that they don't really be hurt or upset. Like they'll just look at you for a while and just be like, just like just to, just to show you that they can <laughs> that they can have this power and they can fuck your day up if they choose to. Because sometimes they don't really be hungry or nothing. They'll just look at you and you just <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like nothing's even the problem right now. Like you're fine. And then like a second goes by and it's just like hmm. you, you the problem. 
you the problem. Whatever. Man. Don't look at me. Yeah, sometimes that's <laughs> sometimes that's what it looks like. Like you, oh, you, you looking, looking at me? At me? It's, I, I'll fuck I'll this whole plane up right <laughs> exactly. now. Exactly, that's what it looks like. <laughs> I'll fuck this whole ride up right now. <laughs> that's what the baby look like sometimes. <laughs> Because <laughs> my friends asked you, always want to look at babies. Like, oh, look at the cute baby. So I thought you were going to look at this baby. You were just like, oh, oh look, at the, look at the little child. And so I looked at her, and I saw, I oh, looked at her, man. and then I looked at the child, and I knew that this was one of those children. And it wasn't going to be a cute little wave back. Oh, my God. I just saw the, the child looking at it, and I just slowly started to furl and just like, <laughs> oh, my God. Stop looking at this child. The child does not care that you like children. Stop. So let, I'm going I'm to say this about the airports real quick, because I know a lot of people hate the airport process. I never have a bad experience at the airport. I get there early, like you're supposed to. Yes. And I go through, because a lot of people get there 40 minutes before they flight leave and they all stressed out. So that was us today. But look, though, we were dealing with central time and forgot that midway through the drive back to the airport, the time switched back over. So we we were gonna be there maybe an hour and a hour. We were gonna be way early, mm. and then midway through the drive, it jumped ahead an hour. Oh God! And we oh, were like, man. no! Oh my God! What just happened? And so and and then and then it was like a storm, torrential downpour yeah. started. It was an accident. Oh man, yeah. But we so we ended up getting there, and I think we got there. 35 minutes before uh-huh. before the plane was supposed to take off. And when we got to the check-in, they were like, oh, yeah, we're not taking bags anymore. You're supposed to be here 45 minutes before we are taking bags. And we were like, yo, we got to take this bag. Yeah, like, what they, what you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Like, you, the, and so like, they, you're not they like, put my bag on the flight? So they just looked at us, and they typed around a little bit, and then they took the bags. <laughs> anyway... And then we we took yeah, off and man, made our flight, but yeah. for a second they was looking at us like it's restricted now. Like you're supposed to be here 45 minutes. It's restricted. Like they they're done taking it's, bags. That must be some new shit. Like I ain't 45 never, minutes before you didn't you well, never no, heard the, about the that. Not, we're not taking. If I can make it on the flight, so can my bags. <laughs> I don't I don't understand. <sighs> yeah, somebody over here to take my bag and take it to the plane yeah. where it's supposed to go. Yeah, that was yeah. I don't under, I don't. It was rough. Don't tell me that. But but you're right. There really are no rough. TSA is easy. Ain't nothing wrong. It, you know what you don't you don't put a gun in your sock and you should be fine. Like, Please don't do that. <laughs> everything should be just fine. There's really no. It, there's really no yeah, like, issues at all. I never have any issues with TSA. I'm always laughing at the people that that seem like they've never been on a plane before well sometimes i heard that a few times they're like oh so you know i've never done this i've never been on a plane you know i i believe that some people haven't been on the plane but i also believe that some people just aren't cognizant of what the hell is going on around them yes I, it only takes me one time to go through tsa to know what the fuck is going on over here yes you know what i'm saying yes like i'm gonna put my shit on there i'm taking my laptop out of the bag like i know i know what's up yes there's no food or drink through the TSA, yes. like I know what's going on. <laughs> like you don't have to tell me. That's why TSA is never screaming at me. Like, yes. put your shit on here. <laughs> Hurry up. Put your shit, ma'am, sir. Yeah. Can, hello. Yeah. Can you put your bag up here? Take your fucking shoes off. Take, take your shoes. Take off. your shoes off. Why's your belt on? <laughs> your belt still on? 
Oh, so you so you have shit in your pocket even though I just told you. you have shit out your pocket. That's what's happening. Mad change. You got five dollars and sixty-seven cents in change in your pocket right now. Take 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 the change out. What you doing with all this change in your pocket anyway? Where are you going with all the change in your pocket? What are you doing? Ma'am, you have you have your laptop and your iPod, and we're gonna need you to get a bin for that. You yeah. don't just throw your laptop up here. We need can you put it in a bin, please? Okay, so you knew there was a weapon in here. You just didn't say that. You wasn't going to tell anybody? So you, so you was just going to let us see that and then stop you. That's what's, that's what's going on. Why, why, is, why is this machete in here? What is going so, on? So you want to be arrested. You don't want to take vacation with your family. I, I used to have a lighter that was the shape of like a very small pistol. I remember that. Yeah, you remember that? Yes. Boy, I, I forgot that it was in my that my leather backpack. <laughs> you running around with this little fucking Charlie's Angels gun. <laughs> <laughs> I had that shit in my backpack one time, and like I never get stopped through TSA. I never get stopped through TSA, and so I put the backpack through. And as soon as they stopped it, my brain just started working. I was right, like, like, what the what? hell is in my bag that they, they, they could be stopping me for? Mm-hmm. Instantly, I thought of my gun lighter. And they got it. As soon as I got to the other side, I was like, I already know what's in there. You can toss it. It's not, <laughs> it's, it's not worth any of this bullshit that y'all going to try to put me through. Right. Throw it in the trash. <laughs> it's just a lighter. You can have it. I don't care. Right. Please let me go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care. Oh, man. Take it home as a souvenir. I don't give a shit. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, but there are a couple other things that this, because I was able to go through this airport situation twice, I was like, this actually ain't bad. It's like, it's it's really not that bad. Mm -hmm. It made me rethink some of the other things that I haven't done in a little while that I was kind of apprehensive about. I haven't been a huge beach lover. You love the beach. I love the beach. You love also getting in the water. Yes. Okay. Yeah, do you, you boogie board or do you skim board? Or- I have, I don't do it all the time because it's like if I'm flying somewhere, like I'm flying out to South Beach, I'm not packing a boogie board. You know but, what I'm but, and you're also not going to hit one of those shops on the boardwalk and get one? No. Okay. No. Okay. Um, but if I if I drive to a beach, yeah, I'll take a boogie board with me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like the skim board. The skim board on just I've on, never, on the I've beach. Never, yeah, I've yeah. never tried you that. You definitely that can you can definitely fall on your ass and that shit come oh, right up from underneath I your feet it. really fast. I believe but it's it. a lot of fun. Yeah. Boogie boarding's fun. You Don't know. I haven't surfed before. No, I've never surfed before. But the getting in the water part. I love getting in the water. Who I So feel- I was talking to someone and they're talking to me about Puerto Rico water. Mm-hmm. Right mm. now, I've been to Virginia Beach a lot, mm-hmm. so maybe people want to shit on Virginia Beach's water. Yeah, it should be okay. I don't necessarily. I, I'm not like you thinking that there's going to be a large tentacle that wraps around my leg and drags me to the depths of the ocean. I'm talking about some deep sea, shit. but I don't even like not knowing. Because it should be dirty. I don't like knowing like whether there's glass or sea urchin or or like a jellyfish or just some rod or a crab. I'm just like, what, do I really need to be in this water and just have something slice my foot open because I'm jumping around carefree, having a good time? Then my whole day is gonna be ruined. I'm gonna be upset. That's what my mind. What you just <laughs> you just gonna look at me with a straight face? This is what my mind told me in the past going out there. Like I don't really care to be in the water that much because 
There's a bunch of stuff that I can't see through this water. And I don't want to step on a bunch of stuff that I can't okay. see. If we're talking about brown water specifically, yeah. I, I under, it's not going to stop me, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I don't want, because I've heard of stories of people cutting their feet on a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, just so I can go out there and toss around a little frisbee or something like that and then cut my foot and be like, oh, this is so much fun. Let me walk back through this sand with this open wound on the bottom of my foot. Now, you might be saying you're thinking way ahead or like you're thinking a lot about a lot of stuff that could also not happen. Yes. And you're right. (laughs) So I'm going to go hit a beach again and see (laughs) and see how I feel about it. But I would like it to be clearer water. You know where to go. (laughs) Not according to RJ. <laughs> RJ said that Miami water dusty. RJ is the biggest hater I've ever known in my life. So I, he's not the, the right person yeah, to listen yeah, yeah. to. Um, wanna... That and, and sand, I guess you just kind of deal with it. Yeah, it's, it's just, I mean, you go to one of the little stations where you can and rinse, just rinse off. off. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I like inland a lot more. Not inland, just city style, just wooded area. Mm. I just that calls to me a lot more than beach and water does. But the, the beach is just so relaxing. It's so relaxing. That's how I feel me. about. I mean, I, I get no. Trust me, I get it. It it makes sense to me. I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try it again. Same thing with roller coasters. Roller coasters. For it took me, me a long time to like roller coasters. To, oh, to like. So you had to keep going on them, not liking them. I had to put myself, like, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to call it trauma, but I had to just do it. I just tried it, and eventually I grew to like certain ones. I prefer the ones that have, like, the strap that kind of comes over, that comes over, over the yeah, shoulders. The, the, joints that, the joints that just, you just, just you know what I'm saying? It just right, just right yeah, on your lap. Yeah, that, those that, ones, <laughs> I'm still a little iffy about. I prefer the joints so I can like really like strap myself in. Yeah, yeah. Because like even when you're on the joints where the bar just comes down in your lap, you still like sometimes yeah, like you can <laughs> yeah, like you still move you know around. What I'm saying? Like, yeah, because <laughs> it'll like clink, like it, it'll latch on, right. but it's not even touching your lap. Yeah, like, really. like I can still slide out of it if I wanted to. Yeah, you still like slide. To yeah, the side so I and, guess it's, it's all about know? momentum in in the right direction, which yeah. I guess. They've done the science on, yeah. so they know w- whatever G force that is, right. you're not gonna slide out and fall. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But yeah, there, there are a bunch of things that I want to redo as an adult, and yeah, and, j- and just give it, give a new shot with, with this new mind that I have, uh, without being as I think you, I think as you apprehensive. Should, I think you should try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one other thing that I really enjoy about airports. That- <laughs> you no longer enjoy is for some reason I love going to the airport and having a beer. Oh, I love yeah. a beer at the airport. Mm. I don't know why. Yeah, I did that the last one I took, I guess down to Florida or something like that. I think I had a couple beers. I yeah, because then you just well it's just something yeah. about a beer at the airport, man. I don't know. Oh, you don't know what it is? Yeah, I just I don't because it's I mean I'm just I'm just drinking a beer. Like I don't oh, you know what I'm saying? oh it's just, you're it's really just about a beer just at the airport. It has nothing to do with easing you onto the plane ride oh, or nigga, any I'm of not, that. I'm not I'm not tripping about the plane ride. Okay. Okay. Nigga, bring the turbulence to me. It's okay. Isn't <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's not even about that. I think airport, I mean, plane rides are boring to me. 
I, I, I don't I don't I don't like reading on April because I think like I would get some sort of motion signal. I don't want to like look at one singular thing. Oh, really? While I'm while I'm flying, yeah. Give me the window seat. I you just look at just look out the window the yeah, whole time. Absolutely, man. You it's beautiful. You love it's it. Beautiful. Up there. See, I look out there and I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then I'm done. And, I, and then I'll just like go to sleep. I love looking down. I love like I love it. Okay. I love it. Yeah, that's for you. Yeah, that's the yeah. You just know when something's for you. So that, and that's just really I funny. I always download something on Netflix so I don't have to use the Wi Fi on the plane because it costs. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I just be watching stuff on yeah, my phone. Like uh, I'm good. Yeah, you prepare, prepare. I'm good. Yeah, Easy. okay. All right. All right. Well, I think that that covers all of it. Hello, we've been talking for an hour about the airport, about or vaca- a, about vacation, okay. travel, me in little ass Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. Um, wow. Well, let me go ahead and, and say say what I got to say. Um, our minds are forever working on the same wavelength. You you wanted to give your flowers to uh to to all the people you met in Kentucky, and we talk about giving flowers on here all the time. Somebody gave me flowers a couple of days ago. Okay, I want to hear about this. Somebody gave me flowers. Okay, okay. Um, Let's go. Give me some details. I was at a graduation. My uh, my cousin graduated from high school. Shout out to her. Um, and I went to her grad party. It was uh, you know, they they rented out a spot, made a bunch of great food, um, and. We, you know, people up in there chilling, having their drinks, things like that. And this guy pulls me to the side. Um, his name's Brian. Um, don't need to code his name. I'm just going to, his name's Brian. Okay, Brian, shout out to you. Um, I don't really know him that well. He is married to someone else that I know. Okay. Um, someone, this you know, his wife, I've known her for quite a while. I didn't really know, know Brian very well. I've seen him around. We've never had a conversation before. Um, and so this party is the event that I was telling you about last podcast where I was making a playlist for. <laughs> and so I'm in there. The playlist is going. Everything's going fine. I'm in the kitchen uh, pouring myself up a little Crown Royal apple. Okay. And um, Brian pulls me to the side. He's like, hey, man, you still DJing? And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I am. And he was like, you know, he was like, you know, I've actually, you know, I've been seeing you for a while now. You know what I'm saying? Like several years I've, you know, I've known about your DJing. Like I just, I've always just felt like, you know, that was, that was, that was for you. Like that's, that's your thing. You know what I'm saying? He was like, I, he was like, I come in contact with, too many people that, you know, I asked him about their passions and things like that. And he was like, not enough people have, are passionate about things. Mm-hmm. They don't, not enough people just have things in their life that they're passionate about. Yeah. And he was like, but for the longest time I've known about you and I, I could just tell this is you. This is your thing. Right. And he was like. I've seen you mm. up. He was like, he, we were, he was, you know, he, I was telling him, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm looking for like kind of a permanent gig. And I was telling him, I was like, yeah, you know, I used to have one out here in Gainesville. He was like, yeah, it's uh, he was like Santorini. And I was like, yeah, I've seen you in there. And I was like, oh, okay. Like that's, you know, that's. Yeah. And it really just brought to life this, this statement that you hear so often that goes it goes with this podcast. You just never know who is listening or watching or just taking into the account that you do a thing and you're good at it. 
Right. And, and you're committed to it. You're committed to it. And he was like, you know, a lot of people, you know, that out here just wandering aimlessly through life and just just have no passions and, you know, out here just working to die. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, don't get me wrong. Like, we live in a world in which, you know, you want to work. You want to take care of yourself. You want to take care of your family. That's all good. But he was like, I think people should always just have something, you know, and it, it doesn't even have to be lucrative. You right. know what I'm saying? It doesn't right. have to be lucrative. Yeah. Just something that they're really into, something that they, they really put their foot into. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. These aren't his exact words. Right. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know. Paraphrasing. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I was like, you know what, Brian? Like. That's really awesome to hear you say that because you didn't you didn't have to say shit about this to me. You didn't have to say shit to me about this. <laughs> <laughs> right. We've you, never spoken we, before. Yeah. I've seen him around. That's a very cool first thing for someone we, to say. We have never had a conversation before. Yeah. And it was it was dope, man. Like I was like, yo, Brian, like you really you really put a battery in my back uh, right now. Like, yeah. You, you really like, cause sometimes I told him, I was like, you know, sometimes I, I, I need a little kick in the ass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I need somebody to tell me that, you know, that this shit is worth the investment. It's worth fighting for. Mm. Um, sometimes I need that. And I was like, these are those types of conversations. Sometimes I, I, I need somebody to say this to me Yeah. because I'm in a place right now where I'm trying to do a lot of things mm. and, now, I was going to say, unfortunately, DJing has kind of been on the back burner, but that's also been due to COVID. Right. Um, so I'm not going to say I totally gave up or anything like that. Yeah. But COVID has really fucked up DJing for me. So I, it's, it's not something I've really been doing as of late. But I was really happy to, to, to uh, it motivated me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It really told me like, yo, like. People are people see this. Yeah. They like what you're doing and they think that you're good at it and they think it's something that you should keep up. Yeah. And that is really dope. Because I was telling him, I was like, you know, it's nothing like being up there in the booth. It's nothing like it. Mm. Like that is one of the happiest times in my life, being in the booth. Being behind the table is one of the happier moments in my life. I love it. Unless I'm doing it for the family. <laughs> <laughs> but um yo shout out to that man you know what i'm saying um and he and he was like he was like yo let me get he was like i gotta get your number man he was like let me get your number you know what i'm saying because because he's into music as well yeah he, uh, he does he does like gospel rap mm. um and he was like let me get your number he was like because I'm going to be on your ass. Okay. He was like, I'm going to hit you up every once in a while. I want to know what's going on with you. I yeah. want to know, you know, how, you know, are you furthering yourself? You know what I'm saying? Is there uh. anything I can do to help? Uh. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he was just telling me a few people that he knows that are just kind of like in the music biz, behind the scenes, things like that. And this was like this past Saturday, not even a week ago. This nigga already hit me up talking about a gig he, that he had that he, that he was going to try to link me with. There you go. And it just it there just goes go. to show you, man. And, and and this is when I get a little deeper into it. And I, I was just like, got to surround yourself with the right people and the <clears> right <throat> things. Because I this is somebody that I'm I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have him in, in one of my various circles. Yeah. Um, you, you just got to do that. 
you got to have the right people around you, man. I, I told him about this podcast, so uh, maybe he'll listen to this one. Uh, okay. Okay. Maybe he will. This has made me think a lot about. This made me think a lot about a. Well, I guess my answer for this meaningfulness question in some way, shape, or form. We'll see if I can link it up somehow. Mm-hmm. But there's some congruity in my mind that I'm feeling between my answer and what you just said. If you know, you're feeling those those electrodes, those neurons. Yeah, linking. Yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. <laughs> that neuroplasticity taking place as we speak. Let's go into this. All right. Our meaningfulness question of the day being, what do you want to let go of? What do you want to let go of? Would you like to proceed? Uh, yeah, I'll go. Go for um, it. You're already on a roll. What do I want to let go of? This might sound cliche, but my past. Okay. Um, Let's go. The My past, and when I say that, I mean to say it because... I tend to dwell a lot. I tend to overthink a lot. Even if it's something that happened that shaped my life a certain way seven years ago, yeah. <laughs> I might still be thinking about that. Okay. Um. And and you know it's when. when but let me just stop you here for a second. When you say you think about it, are you just trying to look on it with newer eyes? Are you trying to process it differently? Are you trying um, to understand it? I differently? think a little or? bit of both. I I look on it with newer eyes, but what hurts me. What like not literally, but what holds me back in a sense is when I'm thinking about it, I'm just like, oh man, you could have you could have did this that way, you could have did that this way, and yeah. it's just like, nigga, that shit is water under the bridge. Yeah, way going. You got to let. Sometimes it's just hard for me to let certain things go. Mm. You know, especially as I've grown and I'm starting to become the person that I I, I want to be, that yeah. I'm trying to be. Mm. I just. I, sometimes I can't help but think of the ways that I've held myself back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like thinking of that shit is still holding right. me back. Right, right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? Let that it's negative- counterproductive. Let that negativity go. It happened. It's done. Yes. Move on. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard for me to do that. So what do I want to let go of? Dumb decisions that I've made in the past- in the continual thought of them. In the continual thought of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So, yeah. Okay, okay. <clears throat> Stop dwelling so much. Don't be a dweller. Don't be yeah. an overdweller. Yeah. Don't be a lingerer. Yeah. Nobody likes a lingerer. <laughs> I, like, seriously, though. Like, those people that just, like, they're just hanging around a little bit too long. Like, dude, like I told you, like, you could, like, you could come to the party or whatever, but... <laughs> Like now you're trying to hang out for like the next day. <laughs> you're trying to spend the night now. It's only it's only the boys spending the night. You you can't spend the night too. <laughs> I don't lingers, man. <laughs> anyway, what do you want to let go of? I think that I've actually done a very good job of letting this go, and I don't do it so much anymore. Even though temptation rears its ugly head every now and again. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of people around me do this. Mm-hmm. It is taking the easy road in that of not either granting people the benefit of the doubt or deeming them 
or, or just taking the shortcut in explaining why someone did something that you deem to be unsavory. I'll give an example. Calling people just calling people stupid ignoramuses off the rip after they did something that you think is stupid mm-hmm. without trying to get a better understanding of what they were thinking mm-hmm. and what maybe pieces to the puzzle you may be missing. Mm-hmm. Cause maybe what they did was actually very smart and you have no idea what it is that needed to be done in this very specific situation. You're missing some of the variables, bigger picture, bigger picture. And I thought about in ways that doing that can be very, very damning to people in their perception of people around them. And all it does is make you less trusting of other people, less willing and open to be around other people. And that's that's not that's not good for your heart. That's not Mm. good for the way that you move Mm. through this planet. And I'll I'll give a specific one now to just make it a little bit more. Uh, concrete for people that have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about because I don't think I'm explaining this correctly. You ever see a child when you have seen a child try to play with or fuck a child. I'll use child at first but a child trying to figure out a toy. Mm -hmm. It could be a Rubik's Cube or some sort of brain game and them getting really upset and just tossing it to the side. Or you've probably seen adults. I've seen adults. RJ playing a video game and they can't win like they're not good enough at it and they throw the controller damn they throw they're just like man fuck like this shit is stupid uh-huh. this game is stupid uh-huh. this this Rubik's Cube is stupid uh-huh. so what happened what's happening there is you can't figure something out you don't understand something and so now that thing is stupid mm-hmm. that thing doesn't make any sense <laughs> and then you're, you're done with it mm-hmm. so what I'm admonishing against is us doing that to other human beings. You don't understand them. You don't get it. So you know what? Fuck them. They're just, they're just fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. You, you know them. They're just stupid. Mm-hmm. And it's that frustration that comes over you that leads people to just wanting, just blocking themselves off, themselves off from learning something about someone or some culture mm-hmm. in, or some situation it could be a psychological state, and I'm about to do a deeper example, in which since you don't understand it, you say, "Well, I guess they're just stupid. I guess whatever. I, I don't, I don't care about it anymore." That doesn't do you any good. It doesn't do your you any good as far as the relationship that you could build with this person. It doesn't do you any good as far as the the capacity that you could have for just love and companionship in life because you're cutting all these threads of possible understanding with other people and things. Right. Because they're all just stupid. Yeah. Because you don't understand it. They're all just stupid. It's just, you know, those people. It's whatever. Yeah, you only have a bit of that experience. You don't really know. You don't. The, the, you just know, you know the gist of it. That's about if, it. If. If, yeah. I had a conversation with a loved one a couple of years ago. Maybe in 2019. It was a deep discussion family was having at a point in time. Said something like, Something about abuse, something about, and I think domestic abuse to be specific. Specific person close to me said, yeah, yeah, you know, I I, I don't know. I just think that women like it. He's like, I I don't know. Just, I I just think they like it. 
Like they, he was like he was like, listen. Why they, do I they, feel like they, I already they, know who said this? Yeah, you probably do. They 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 go you know they go into these relationships, they get treated like shit. They they know they're gonna continue to get treated like shit. The person doesn't change at all, and they stick around and they get emotionally abused, they get physically abused. So I guess they like it. That is the now when this person said this in front of me and a bunch of other loved ones, I'm looking at them and I I see on their face like I say I I'm observing the fine nuances of things around me. I'm looking at this person. I'm like, that is frustration. You don't know why it is people would stick around for something like that. And because you maybe tried to rack your mind thinking about it and you couldn't come up with the answer, you threw that puzzle against the wall and said, fuck it. They're stupid. Mm -hmm. I guess they, I guess that's just what they like. Mm -hmm. That is a detrimental way of looking at things because no, they, well, there's probably a very, very small percentage of people that like it, and they're called masochists. They just they like to be beaten on and things like that. But that's not the general yeah. consensus. Yeah. What I explained to this person, very and and I and I could, they were just quiet afterwards. And I think I helped weight like lift the weight off of their shoulder because I said these people that you have seen, whether they've been in your family. Or not. Because I think that's also something about it, too. Like it's something close to them. They've seen people that they love go through it. Mm -hmm. And that's why it hurts them. Mm -hmm. Because they can't understand why this person they love, that to them is a very intelligent person, yeah. would put themselves through an abusive relationship. Yeah, They're like, I mean, you're, that hits closer to home. Yeah, it's like you're so smart in every way, shape, and form. But for some reason, you get with this fucking bozo mm -hmm. and just let them do whatever. Like, I don't even understand how, you, how you're that way, person. It's way more personal at that point. And, and because you don't understand, I guess, it's, I guess that's just what you like. I guess that's what you like. Mm -hmm. And I think I explained to them the, the dog story, the dog. A uh, story I told you about where it's, it's two old Western men sitting out, okay, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And I'll finish it for anyone that didn't didn't hear that before. But <laughs> but just two old guys sitting out in the middle of the desert, you know, those little tumbleweeds going past, and they're sitting out on the porch. And the neighbor, you know, he's sitting down, and they're in their rocking chairs, maybe chewing some chewing tobacco. And it, you know what I mean, tobacco, and you're having tobacco. a maybe having a glass of whiskey, straight, talking to each other, reminiscing, That's how you gotta do it. reminiscing on the old days, whistling. <laughs> you know, we're doing <laughs> doing old sort of cowboy type uh -huh. shit, sitting out there on a John Wayne stuff. Mm -hmm. And the owner of the house has a dog sitting next to him, and every five ten minutes or so, the dog's just like. And the neighbor's sitting there looking at the dog like, what the hell is going on with the dog? Like, whatever. I guess it's not a big deal because the owner's not making a big deal of it. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's not, it doesn't really matter. And like another 15, 20 minutes goes by and the dog's like, ah, ah. Just like, all right, that's really, that's like just really weird. But again, the owner's not doing anything. So I guess it really is just something the dog does. Mm -hmm. And again, 30 minutes later, ah, he's like, all right, man, hey, listen, your dog is sitting here. And he's whining every so often, like he's going through pain. Mm. Do you not hear it? Or you, what's going on with the dog? I need to know now, because mm. now I'm uncomfortable being mm. here. Mm. And the owner's just like, oh, no, he's just sitting on a nail. And, and the neighbor's just like, well, doesn't that hurt? Like, don't you, doesn't it hurt? And he's like, well, clearly not enough to get up and move. 
The moral of the story being that everyone has their thresholds for for pain and misery. Right. And that not until it, you go past that threshold, not until you bump your head on the wall enough, are you going to get up and make a change? So what I was saying to him is, I don't think that they like it. I think that that is an extremely unsophisticated, low resolution view yeah, of, very, of what this is. Very shallow. Like, it's extremely superficial. Like it's, it's also insensitive. And, and quite insensitive. Exactly. <laughs> but again, what I'm what what's interesting is I think that that insensitivity is coming from a place of deep sensitivity. Mm. That's what I think is happening. But mm. because they hurt inside knowing that this is happening, but because they can't figure it out, they just say, fuck it. I guess you're stupid because mm-hmm. that just makes them feel better about it somehow. Mm-hmm. So I said. My sense of the situation of people that are in those those instances, those abusive relationships with people is they've been in it. They've been indoctrinated by and it's been per- perpetual for so long mm-hmm. that one who knows what the backstory of this individual person is like, this may have been what love looked like in the household they grew up in. Mm -hmm. It could have been nothing but screaming at people, shutting people down, maybe shoving, pushing, hitting, whatever the case. And so you thought, well, this is what, this is what family looks like. Mm -hmm. This is just what family does. Yeah. You come back to each other though. Like you, you hit each other, you yell at each other, but you come back. That's what love is. Right. And so it could be a little bit of that. It could be some, you've been doing it so long, you are now comfortable in an uncomfortable situation. You have found yourself in the in a, in a tornado, and to you, a tornado has now been slightly calming. That's just what life is for you now. And you have been so consumed by the tornado and all the shit flying around in it, you're afraid of what's outside of the tornado now. You don't know what's outside of this tornado anymore. Normalcy seems weird. Yeah. And, and you're not sure if that's, if, if that's, if there's going to be anything better out there Mm -hmm. or if you're going to walk out of the tornado and drop into a volcano. (laughs) you don't know if it's much worse out there. Right. And I think that people get caught up in this tornado and they're like, well, listen, at least I know what this is. I know what this very specific type of pain and abuse and misery is like. Right. If I step outside of this, I don't know what type of misery I'm going to deal with out there. Right. And also I'm with someone. Right. If I leave this person, not only will I just be possibly stepping into a volcano, not only am I possibly stepping into more just uncomfortably unfamiliar misery, but I'm doing it alone. That dependency is a motherfucker. It is. Exactly. And so I think from someone else that was sitting there at the time, you get the quick. But clearly outside the tornado, there's there could be beauty. It could just be a land of daisies. Could be. But they don't know because they're in the tornado. Right. 
they don't know. And it's just about familiarity and unfamiliarity at yeah. this point. That's mm-hmm. that's what it is we're talking about. So I said this and was like, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> and I have these conversations with people on the daily where they'll come up to me and say, this so-and-so did this to me. <laughs> Actually, you sent, remember you sent a uh, some sort of gif or a meme to the chat, the ALW chat. And it was something like when someone's talking to you about a misunderstanding or a fight they're having with someone and you low key agree with their yeah. adversary yeah. or their yeah. opponent or whatever. Yeah. And you say you feel like that's me a lot. Uh-huh. It is me a lot, but it ain't low key. <laughs> I, it's very high key. Yeah. I'm letting people know. So somebody will come to me and they'll say, yeah, I just can't understand. Like so-and-so did this or whatever. And I listen intently to everything said. And I'm like, Oh, well, you fucked up right there. <laughs> I understand why they did that. Yeah. I understand. This makes complete sense. Let me let me reform this for you. Mm-hmm. Let me show you a different perspective where you're now the villain of the story. Right. And so I'm I'm I've been very good of letting this go. And I want to make sure it continues to stay that way mm-hmm. and that maybe I can continue to help people around me do this. But just being way too quick to jump the gun and place blame on somebody mm-hmm. or neglect or anything lacking compassion, really, simply because you don't want to try to take the time to understand the variables that are going into something. And we've talked about thinking a whole lot here, and the process is in that it takes time and effort so I understand why it's a whole lot easier to just say, just just toss your hands up in the air and say, fuck it. I guess they're just stupid yeah. or I guess they're just racist or I guess they're all just this. They're all just that there. But it doesn't do anyone any service to do that. Yeah. And so it just it just it pays to just take a little bit more time and figure out more about the situation and, and give yourself a, a better understanding of the, the, the picture in its entirety before you just start saying mad insensitive wild shit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely it's, agree. That's, it's just it's very, very important. Very, very important. So that's what I have on that. We are at hour twenty five ish, really probably hour twenty I don't know. Um let you, you want to get into something else that you that you got that's no. very important or do you want to get into this last dissection? It is a sad day. It's, it's a that, sad day. It's 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 that time. It's that time. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, Mike. I, if I were you, I think you've done enough by this point engineering this episode. <laughs> you don't have to listen to this. It's a it's a it's the last episode. Yeah. You don't want to hear this. Yeah. So I would just cut it off right now, you honestly. You don't. I think okay. Mayor of Easttown. Episode seven. Episode seven. Last episode. Season finale. This is easily one of the finale. best plot twists I've ever been a part of. Right? This is easily, easily one of, because they faked you out once, yeah, and then they faked you out again. Very much so. Ooh, 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 ooh. we got some stuff to talk about. So the first thing I want to say is you were absolutely right because all that there's a bunch of shit. Happened in the first 10 minutes. Right. They over there tussling over the gun. <laughs> tussling like, over the gun. It happened in the first 10 minutes and it was done. And I was like, Earl called that. Yes. So that's how we know something is going to switch up. Yes. 
And I was laughing at John. This nigga tried to blow his head off. And I'm just like, oh, nah, nigga, you going to get what you deserve. You are going to get what you deserve, John Right, Ross. right. Nigga tried to blow his head off. Oh, my goodness. Billy was like, no. And then, and then, and then when Mayor is running over, he's like, Mayor, I didn't do it. I promise I didn't do it. I'm mad at Billy for he was really about to take that fall. He was really about to take that L. Hold on, man. What? Well, he was. And and like I told you from the last episode, John's like, listen, man, I can't. I can't take it. Yeah. I got a family. Yeah. You don't got nobody, yeah. he Billy. Said that. He said that. Exactly. Yep. I have a family to look after. Yep. Now, he was going to take it. He was going to take the fall. And the fall, it was an honorable one to take. Like, I could, the, uh, the thing is this. I think who went to jail should have went to jail. Mm -hmm. But I see why he would want to take the fall for the person that did the murder. Why is that? Because they're a child. Oh, you okay, okay, okay. I thought you were talking about Billy. You're talking about John right now. Well, well no, no. Billy was going to take oh, the fall. Oh, Billy knew. Oh, yeah. yeah. He knew that it was the boy. So he's like, damn, this boy's going to go away and lose, like, lose his whole life, really. You willing to do that? Me? Fuck no. <laughs> Cause I'm not. No, you that, killed someone. You need to go somewhere. That little nigga going to jail. Yeah, yo, you need to go somewhere. Even Shit. if you kind of did it on accident, you know, Shit. you had the gun up there, and you know, she came and was trying to wrestle the gun. People got to stop trying to wrestle guns away from people. <laughs> That's right? so dangerous. Yeah, it really is. That's so dangerous. But you know, you got to go to jail. You killed someone. Yeah, you have to go to jail. Yeah. Someone the other day was telling me about. This this child that I forgot which state it was in, but killed shot shot a few people in their school. I think this was a middle school or something like that, elementary, mm -hmm. middle school, something like that. And they and they shot like four like a few kids. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, maybe a superintendent, something like that, mm -hmm. security. No one died, but some people got shot. Right. And that this this little girl was about to get, or probably is going to get. Several accounts of attempted murder. Yes. And my friend was like, like, is this really the way that it should go? Like, what's going to, shouldn't we try to find a different way to really rehabilitate this person? Like, go, putting them in jail is not going to do it. And I'm like, yo, she got to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They can, her family can pay for some, because you're right, the rehabilitation in the in the prison system, may, may, we clearly are trying to find ways to reform that because right. maybe it ain't the best, right? Well, yeah. we know it's not the best, right? But but her I don't family, know it's like in juvie, right? But and I'm certain they'll probably have some mentors speak to her as they should. Yeah. But her family can get psychiatrists, psychological uh, psychologists to come and talk to her, therapists to talk to her while she's doing her bid. Right. While she's doing her time. But she need to go yeah. sit her ass down somewhere. Probation is not the answer. Yeah, she shot people. Yeah. Okay, and what I understand they're things? young. Exactly. I understand she's young, but there still has to be real ramifications yeah. for this. To Absolutely. teach them that this is not okay. Absolutely. And they need time to go sit down because I'll tell you what. 
you've been, I think, that, I want to say 6th, 7th grade this happened and it was in middle school. You've been 6th, 7th grade before. Mm-hmm. Ja'Cory's headed to middle school right mm-hmm. now. Do you ever remember thinking about wanting to shoot, shoot a bunch of people? No. Nope. I was, I was thinking about shooting hoops after school. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was shooting. <laughs> and, and, and I was shooting shots <laughs> at these girls. Right. <laughs> That's what I was doing. Right. We shooting shots. On the court and off the court. Yeah, I'm thinking about shooting my but fucking my getting piece this, of paper this, in the wastebasket. Right, all all of this, <laughs> but it ain't shooting bullets. Right. <laughs> so, to be at that age and to be thinking these things, there's got to be some reassessment, some yeah. very deep Something reassessment going exactly. So you got to go sit down in a corner and you got to go figure that out. Right. So, no, am I gonna take the fall? If my so what would this be my nephew? nephew. If my nephew kills no, you gotta go. Right. You gotta go because even though it was an accident and you sorry about it and you crying about it in the station afterwards, you you need that. Mm-hmm. We can't just have you out here and because you got off, you get upset at something about that. That that sort of hardship, that ilk of hardship, again, being your father cheating on your mother with whomever, mm-hmm. that happened again. We can't have you go down this road again thinking that someone's going to take the fall for you right. if something goes wrong. Right. You need this. You need this foot in your ass yeah. right now. Yeah. So go to jail. Yeah. Definitely. Now, I've Two scenes in particular we have to talk about, one of which I'm going to slightly shit on. Okay. One of which somebody better win an award. Okay. (laughs) Which one do you want first? Let me get the award. Lore. At either scene. After after little Ryan gets taken away in a police car and she's and Mayor got in the car. Yeah. And she's looking at her like. Why couldn't you just leave it alone? She was like, she, she was like, you already had John. You you had to come take Ryan too. My whole family is going now because you couldn't stop. No. <laughs> no. You ain't like oh, that. Oh. Yeah, you didn't like that. You didn't like that. Her placing because, all the blame on Mayor. Yeah, because that's what the whole show has been about. Everybody blaming Mayor for shit. And Mayor's got all this pent up negative bullshit going on inside her that she's already dealing with. Mayor doesn't need that. Mayor did her job. Yes. You, your husband fucked up. That's why this is happening. Yes. So don't don't talk to Mayor like that. All yeah, right. Yeah. Don't tell Mayor yeah. that this is all her fault and she should have just let it be. No. After she out here really protecting the whole town single-handedly, yeah. like she's cleaning up the town. Like, don't tell me. No, your husband fucked up. Right. Your husband was- slept with a minor. That was his, that was his, his cousin. cousin. Right. Exactly. That's and why got her is, pregnant. That's why and lied is. about the child and did stuff behind your back. And yeah, nah. That's why this happened. Yeah. You be mad at him and 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 let your son figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, and and tr- and told him to keep it a secret, right? That he, that he was fucking his his cousin, like and, out. yeah. And then your son went out there and stole a gun yeah. from the neighbor yeah. and went out there and popped her and in the middle of the it, night. Isn't it just so funny? Like 
the Ross family has just been in our faces the whole this entire time. time. Right. Their whole fucked up ass family has just been in our face the entire time. And it really wasn't revealed that their family was fucked up to like episode six. You had to do a really good job. Like before we talked about them like leaving the camera on people a little uh-huh. too long. Like they left it on Ryan yeah. three or four like, episodes that was like ago. Episode three. But we kind of forgot about that. Yeah. Like what why is he so kind of yeah. caught up in this yeah. camera like, why angle? Like why is he looking at the TV like this? Yeah. Why does he care about this murder case uh-huh. the way these is this, why and is then, this and touching then, him like and that? And then John's sitting on the on the on the bed uh-huh. looking, looking over at him. Uh-huh. You know, like these small things sort of start to come together. Yeah. It's very, very interesting. Yep. So her screaming at Mary, get the fuck out. I never want to see you again. I understand that you're angry, but right. this is not on Mayor. That was that this was is a not scene. On Mayor. But the next scene. So it had been probably eight months since this whole crime got solved. And Mayor goes to her house mm-hmm. and Lord gets up. She's like, You want some tea? Yeah. Goes over to try to put the little kettle on the stove. Mm-hmm. Mary puts a hand on her back on her shoulder. And first, Lord tries to fight it a little bit. Yeah. And she just, the way my friend described it was complete surrender. Yeah. It just felt like, you know what? I can't even be upset with you no more. Like, I can't, I can't keep this rouse up anymore. Mm-hmm. This ruse up. I, 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 just she just melted into Mary's arms. Mm-hmm. Like I can't even do this no more. It's been eight months of me trying to hate you yeah. and push you away. Yeah. Just melted away and just fell on the ground. Yep. Oh my God. Some amazing act. That scene was amazing. was very emotional. Yeah. And I did not shed one tear. Friend was balling. Really? Yeah. Couldn't couldn't <laughs> couldn't, couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle it. But I told you I can I can get into these and notice like wow this is a very moving part. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, the only thing that I cry about are people putting things on their back. Like if if Mayor had gone through all this and Mayor died at the end fighting for this town, I would have cried. Yeah. But I, I, for, I, for some reason, it's just like this hero story to me where this, this like you said, this, uh, this martyr, this martyrdom, this I'm going to come and lay myself out for the rest of you. I'm maybe ahead of my time. Mm-hmm. And I see, again, this goes to a Jesus Christ cross, you know, crucifixion sort of story. I'm ahead of my time. I see things in a way that you all cannot see them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to help you guys out. I know you guys are going to do nothing but tear me down the entire time because you can't possibly see what I can see. Right. I'm go, but I know that what I'm doing is right. Mm-hmm. And I, and even though you guys are just throwing sticks and stones at me the whole way through mm-hmm. while I'm trying to help you, I'm going to do it anyway and die by your hands as I help you. Right. There's something about that, which is why it's pursuit of happiness, which is why it's John Q, which is why it's what is the big little lies with. I don't know if you watched Reese that. But, yeah. Reese with this. You watched the whole thing. Did we talk I about this? I watched the first season. With uh, and Nicole Kidman getting beat by her husband. Yeah. Like that thing. I have to keep this family together and I'm going to I'm going to fight for this, uh, whether I'm getting the shit beat out of me every night or not. Did this, you watch season two? 
Uh, is it the same people? Yeah. Yeah, I had to have. Okay, I yeah. didn't watch season two. Oh, yeah, no, yes, I did. Yes, I did watch that. But it's just this story of, of uh, who is it? Billie Holiday. Yeah. I, it hurts me to write these, to, to sing these lyrics out. It doesn't feel good. And I got this dude, whatever his name was, that... Of, of the of the narcotics, so, yeah, something like Asperger. <laughs> I don't know. It was not. Asperger. It's it's something like that. <laughs> but it was a weird name. Either yeah. way, got this dude and Slinger and Slinger coming down, coming down my neck, trying to stop me at every occasion. But I have to do it for the people. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. Jordan B. Peterson being one of those people, he's get just gets slandered up and down by journalists calling him all sorts of stuff. Right. But he's just trying to make the world a better place and he just keeps doing it. He just keeps putting out podcasts and writing books and doing these interviews. And he doesn't have to do this. And he's sick. And he doesn't have to do it. Mm-hmm. But to him, he has to do it. Mm-hmm. And that thing, that drive to me, that's what brings tears to me. But I can see this moving scene and it moves me and I'm glued to the television, but I just don't drop a tear to it. Right. The scene I'm going to shit on. Shaban. This was, this was, I think, this wasn't this episode. It was the last episode okay. where she was in there screaming at, at Mayor, telling her she should have been the one to go up there and find the son right. dead. I felt like that scene was supposed to be of the same emotional weight and gravity of the lore type of scene. I felt like it was I, supposed to be deeper than it was, but she didn't really sell it to me. I can see that. And it was very quick, and it ended very, I, very fast. I can see that. Yeah, it, she did not sell that. I feel like that was supposed to be a a bigger reconciliation between those two. Do you think it was because it was because she was supposed to be like drunk? Do you think that? Yeah, still but but it? even yeah, but even if you're drunk, see, she was see, she was too drunk. She was like she couldn't even give into it. Yeah, that's she what could, I'm saying. I think the drunk is made of. See, see, she so, had to be drunk and sad at the same time. See, so then she should have been. So she, because Zabel was able to pull off a yeah. wild drunk scene. Yeah, yeah. See, so she should have been. They should have been able to curate a type of scene where she could have been drunk and just rageful, mm-hmm. and still been able to get her emotions out, but not just been sliding all over the place and melting around and not really been able to say words and slurring things around. I would have liked a more impactful scene yeah. between those two because that was their reconciliation. Maybe. After that, there, there was no other makeup time. Like That was really it. Yeah. So I would have wished for that to be a, a larger scene. Maybe less crying and more anger. And more anger. Yeah, yeah I would have liked there to be more anger. Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. But, but, that, but that was really all. But um, One thing I... Didn't like it's like okay, so Laura's life is ruined, um, but now John is gonna ask her to take the baby in. Like, leave that baby where the fuck he is. Okay, <laughs> he's good. He's good though. He's good right where he. I know that's. I know that's. That's your son. We all know that now. Yes, that's your son. But now you gonna ask her to take care of the baby that you had out of wedlock with your cousin. That's what you are gonna ask her to do, and she did it too. It yeah, she did. Terrible every minute of it. Oh my gosh. Sad as fuck. Every yeah, she, yeah, she don't look like it's going. At least she has Mare at the end, though. At least she still has her best friend. Yeah. You know, because it, it, it could I'm sure it's been very, very rough mm-hmm. those eight months without Mare there. Mm-hmm. And it's just her in the house mm-hmm. and her other daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what? 
just just a tinge, just a tinge of redemption for Dylan. Just I don't, I'm, not. I don't care. <laughs> you don't care. I don't care. You, it wasn't enough for me. It wasn't. No, I didn't say enough. I don't think it really changes the persona of him at all. I just a tinge, just just a dash because he came and did something he didn't have to do because that's not his son. No. It's not his son, no. but he still took cash of his and cash that was given to him from Aaron yeah. and brought it and was like, give this to the baby. Mm. He didn't have to do that. He could have no. pocketed all that cash. Yeah, he could have. And everything about his personality, his character up to this point would lead you to believe that he would take that cash. Absolutely. But he didn't. And so that's why I say just a, just a dash of personality, just a he, dash of redemption. He did a good thing. He did it. But he's not redeemed in my eyes. <laughs> no. He did a good thing. He did a good thing. He did a good thing. Yes. He did a good thing. Yes. Um, that's hilarious. So that little interaction with Sandra, that was spicy. Sandra. The one that John supposedly cheated with. <laughs> when Mary was coming out the bathroom, she's like, she was like oh, hey, Mary. She was like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> she came back around the corner. Excuse, Excuse me? Help. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that a was, real scene. She yeah. was just like, yeah, no, I know about you, fucking Sean. She was like, no. After after we figured after so after the whole Okay, all right, put it this way. Me and Antoinette, we were both thinking like, okay, John Ross didn't do this. Someone else did this. And before the episode was over, before it was revealed, yeah. we both came to the conclusion that it was going to be the son because who else could it have been right. at that point? But I was asking myself, I was like, what's going to be the the click yeah. that makes Mare look a little deeper into this? Right, right. What is it going to be? It has to be something. Mm -hmm. And I, that's what it was. It wasn't really the Sandra thing, though. You don't think so? No, it was her getting called out of her way to that old man's house. Well, it was that, but the Sandra thing didn't make sense, though. She said no, she wasn't there. It, it, or, it, I mean, she, it, didn't, it didn't make sense. I bet you at that moment she's thinking, all right, I just need to check myself before I just start saying things to people mm -hmm. because she could be lying to me right now mm -hmm. just because a cheater would lie. Mm -hmm. But- Maybe I just need to relax because I don't know for sure. I know this town. I know a lot of people talk. I, I don't know for sure. Right. But as far as looking deeper into the investigation, mm -hmm. I think she was done with that. Mm -hmm. I think John was just going to go to prison. Uh -huh. And when this got brought to her attention, it made a bit more sense. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Once, once that old dude called her over and was like, yeah, my gun disappeared yeah. and now it's back. And it's what type of gun is it? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's one of those old special forces yep. guns. Okay, uh -huh. we need to go look. And there are two rounds missing. Uh -huh. Okay, uh -huh. we need to go back and look at this. You want to know what the funniest part of the episode was? Mm -hmm. When Mayor pulled up to that school and Ryan looked her dead in the <laughs> face and climbed that fucking fence and ran home, I was dying. He knew. He knew it was over. She was just on top of that hill looking down at him, and he was like, nope. <laughs> mom, Mayor knows my mom. She knows. She's on her way now. Man, that's that was that a hell scene of a was, scene. That scene was was look, um, it was emotional. That yeah. scene right there, her him crying in in Laura's arms, that was emotional. That was yeah, that was because the jig was up. You know, a lot of things when you go back make more sense. When John's father told him, "I think it's Billy. I saw him." You, you know, weeks ago with blood on his shirt. Like, I think he did it. Like, God, it's Billy. John didn't really sell 
that scene. Yeah. Go back. He didn't really sell it like he was figuring it out and he was astonished that Billy uh-huh. killed him. He didn't really say And I thought that when it happened. I was like, this is terrible acting. <laughs> he doesn't really seem like he's really that taken aback that he just found out his brother killed this girl. Because he wasn't. Because he wasn't. Exactly. Which means it was amazing acting. Uh-huh. Like, when you go back and watch certain <laughs> scenes, they make so much more sense. I just thought of so many more scenes going back after realizing, okay, this shit is, this is, this is the little boy. Yeah. Um, small tidbit. Hmm. Faye came back. Faye. Uh, Mayor's ex-husband's new wife. Oh, yeah, 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 she yeah. Came back. came back. They get married. Yeah, it's they, all good. They're all yeah. sitting around picking tuxedos together. Yeah. Weird situation, yeah. but but it's all it's all good. Um, Mayor's mom breaking down. Yeah, them having yeah. that really close yeah. that really close encounter mm-hmm. of man, like you. It seemed like you took out a lot of anger on me when mm-hmm. I was a kid. You wouldn't have been so nice to me as you're being to my grandson right, right now. And she's like, well, I was dealing a lot with your father. She just let it out. She's yeah. like, I was dealing a lot with she your father, did. and I took it out on you. Yep. And I'm very sorry that I did that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh shit. Oh, well, yep. I forgive you. And she's like, we're good, because I, I forgave myself, myself a long time ago. <laughs> and that's important, though. She didn't even say it in an arrogant way. She was just yeah. like, that's really good, because yeah. I had to learn to forgive myself for it a long mm-hmm. time ago, because mm-hmm. that shit hurt me the way that I treated you. Mm-hmm. And I, and then when she started weeping, you think that she's weeping because she she's going back in her mind and thinking about the way that she treated Mare. Mm-hmm. But then she gets a second to talk and says, I just want this for you. Yeah. I want you to be able to forgive yourself because it was not your fault that your son killed himself. It was heavy. That was very heavy. Heavy. And also, like I told you, what needed to happen, which was the very last the scene. very last scene. Before she, they cut to black. She went into that motherfucking she, attic. She went into the attic. She went into that attic. She had to go into the attic. That was the last thing that I was, needed to be. I was so be, happy to see that. Yeah. I was really happy to see that. That was the last thing that needed to happen. Man, it was man, that was such a good show. It was. And almost all the actors had like British voice actors. Yeah. Like the, yeah. Yeah. They're all I, did so you good. watch the little bit afterwards? Siobhan. How they had to like really get the, the accent down. Yeah, the dialect yeah. of this specific town. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. you can't just do country. Uh-huh. Like country isn't country everywhere. Like yeah. everyone has different dialects. Yeah. Yeah, and they man. said they were going to the local Wawa's and mm-hmm. looking at what people were wearing and yep, stuff. Yep. I was like, said it man. didn't feel like a costume set. Like we were wearing real clothes. Yeah. I was like, yo, they did they shit. They did their due diligence with this joint. Well, um, what's her name? What's the main act- actor's name of this? I'm drawing a blank. The main what's Mayor's name? Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet said that she sat on this for two years. Uh-huh. She got this She got this script like two years before they started doing it mm-hmm. because she wanted to make sure that she got the character down mm-hmm. and she got the accent, the dialect. So they definitely put the work in. Yeah. And she, of course, you saw she's behind the scenes telling the director and the writers different things. And yeah. they're like, you know what? We let Kate do what she want yeah. to do because we I feel mean, like she, she knows Mare better than we who she, wrote her She does. has experience. Like, right, yeah. Kate Winslet, we don't hear a lot about her, but she's been doing this shit for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, she's definitely a goat, you know, a goat in the game. Like I, I told you when this started that I feel like she's going to be looked at as a Meryl Streep mm-hmm. type when she gets older. I mean, kind of now, but just even as she you know, continues to age, mm-hmm. she'll be looked at as one of those mm-hmm. types. She, she's definitely a god in the game for sure. Definitely. 
That is that that is all I got for for Mayor of Easttown. Yeah, really, no, I, that's that's uh, that's that's all. I that's got. it, man. That's Mayor of Easttown. That was episode seven. Yeah, uh, that's it. Now we just gotta find hopefully the next... another cool show will come about. Yeah, that, I mean, I'm certain there are plenty of them. Yeah, there's too going much content on going on right now. There's yeah. way too much going on. But I should pull this next meaning from this card. Let's do it before I forget this. What would you do? If you are not afraid. All right. What would you do if you were not afraid? Okay. What would I do if I was not afraid? All right. That's the meaning from this card for next week. We're about an hour 50, so I think we're good to wrap this up. It's been a late, late pod today. Straight off the plane again. Yeah. You're, you're about to go yeah. get a little... Little about, to, about to go out of town. He just got in, so we had to just fit this pot in. I'm gonna go ahead and let you laugh at me for a second. It's a su- souvenir I got. <laughs> you know what? I'm not. I'm not. I was about to laugh. It's my daddy's watch. <laughs> I was gonna laugh simply because of the chain, but that's cool. You thought it was, I just had a, a wallet I, chain? I didn't know. Yeah, I was thinking you was about to pull a wallet out. Yeah, no, but got me a I'm nice little. Got me a nice little time that's piece. Cool. Very vintage. That's yeah, cool. nice little vintage time piece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Last um, last words for the people. My last words are. So we talked about traveling, and you gave a really mm. cool perspective on why you travel and why a lot of people travel and how they don't get anything out of it. I think that's very important. Yeah. Um. So as much as I implore people to go out and see the world, make sure you go there with intention and meaning mm-hmm. and and know why you're going. And yeah. Definitely ex- explore. Um. Do as the locals would, because that's always a good thing to do. And you got to talk to the people in order to do that. And, and you, you got to you gotta open your mouth and talk to the people. Talk to the people. I just, you know, I just, I don't want us, as I said earlier, to just walk through this life aimlessly living mm. to die because there's so much to do and see out here in the world. And, you know, it doesn't always have to be a turn up, um, <laughs> but get out there, man. Yeah. Get out there. My last words would be about about my small little topic or the answer for my meaningfulness questions. What do you want to let go of? Let go of not giving people the benefit of the doubt. Let go of assuming for some odd reason with all of your very limited capabilities that you have a full scope of every situation at all points in time. You don't. And once you understand that, then you'll give people a little bit more leeway in what it is they're doing. And hopefully it'll push you, it'll push you to go and try to find more information out, which is only great because it'll widen your scope of what's happening. You'll understand it from a, a, a better, higher, more fulfilled vantage point. And you'll just probably learn a lot of cool stuff in the meantime, because there's a lot to learn, but you have to understand that you don't know everything in order to open yourself to learning new things. So those are my last words. This is it. Episode 63. Yes, sir. Peace.